What's up, guys? Locked on Irish Podcast, Monday edition, late evening Monday edition. Pumped to be with you guys. I'm on like my, my, I'm on the car wash, man. This is like my fourth show. We did a locked on yesterday. I was on the radio here locally. Then I'm doing a show now. I got another show in a couple hours. Yeah, man, I'm doing the what the ESPN call it the car wash, where they send you send one person through every single show. It's like my own little personal like I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm like really important. But uh, Greg Schaefer here. For the anybody who wants to know who the important person is, I'm not. I assure you. Locked On Irish Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The official Notre Dame podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. We got a big one for you today. Make sure you're following us out there on Twitter, on Facebook at Locked On Irish as well. We're gonna have the return of. Your favorite co-host and mine, Mr. Mark Hissom, will be back in the house in second segment, I believe. We'll see when he's ready to go. Uh, we're going to be talking some hoops a little bit here to open the show. Also going to get to those defensive recruits, talk about who our favorite is, who uh, who we think is going to be the most impactful. Also have some injury news on an early enrollee. Also going to talk about, in the final segment, a defensive coach being interviewed for one of the final open positions on the staff. So let's start with our hoops here. Our Irish take care of business yesterday. It wasn't going to be easy. We knew it wouldn't be easy. 61-57 at Clemson. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this. <laughs> Just other than what I've been saying, you know, it's crazy that every game's going to be close like this, and I don't know why. I know that we talked about what Darren Pritchard said, that this is a quad two win. I don't see it as that. Actually, Clemson is not very good. That is not a good basketball team. Uh, we we let these guys back in it, and I ah, I struggled with that. I We got out early. We looked nice, you know, seven-point lead early. Durham played well, scoring some points, and then it's like, here it comes. It's like we, we just kind of fall in love with our own success. Like, yeah, we're up. Fire up the buses. Start the parade. And then we find ourselves down at halftime. It's so frustrating. I mean, both teams shot terrible from the field. Notre Dame 42%, Clemson 35.7. Oh, my God, gag me. Uh, we actually turned the ball more, over more than Clemson. Um, that's kind of been a trend, but not by much, 11-9 to 9 in that category. We did out-rebound Clemson. I mean, they were athletic at the spots we thought they'd be athletic. But other than that, um, I do feel like our talent kind of took over toward the end. They they just kept missing shots. It was gross on both sides. I mean, we're looking at a team. I mean, how many games in a row did we score 80? We talked about that the other day. I mean, we, we were so close to, what we have, 78. Oh, gosh, I'm racking my brain because I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm ad-libbing today. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to think. Yeah, so we had, what, six games in a row with 70 or more? Yeah, and then we come out and did that yesterday against a not very good team. I mean, and again, I want to know what drops it. What what's the quads now? Because this Clemson is now eleven and twelve, five and eight in the conference. They've got to be quad three now, right? So that win really did nothing for us. Um, Gibbs played fine. John Mooney double double machine. What are you going to do? Sixteen and eleven. Prentice Hub, my friend, B- buddy, bro, you got to get it together. This is this is rough. I mean, this has to be one of the worst stretches of Prentice Hub's career, right? I mean, it was 
it's bad right now, and I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's almost a candidate for putting him on the bench. You know, in 38 minutes of time, he was one of five, one of four from three. Ooh, only hit one three. Granted, it was a crucial one. But if you get his, even half of his normal output out of this guy, we win that game by 10 points. I mean, it is just brutal to watch right now. I, I don't know. I mean, shooter's got to shoot. Uh, maybe he's just got to shoot his way out of it. I mean, since he went for off for 24, and even that, a guy's against Florida State, and even that wasn't that good uh, or efficient shooting the ball, 7 of 16, he's had 5, 3, 9, and 3. He hasn't made more than one shot in a game any more than once in the last four games. Are you serious? I, you noticed I paused there. He's 111 against Wake Forest, 1 of 6 against Georgia Tech, 3 of 9 against Pitt, 1 of 5, one and five against Clemson. That is not good. It's the opposite of good. I mean, this is... He's got to clean it up. And you can see right now what we're doing. We're on a four-game winning streak. This is great. I mean, we are getting close to being, if we're not already, a bubble team. I mean, 15-8, and 6-6 six and six in the conference... And we got two big ones looming. We got Virginia tomorrow, and then we got Duke. I mean, there are opportunities. If Clemson wasn't a quad two, these are we got quad ones coming up. And then we the schedule kind of dips back down again. We have an insane opportunity to really capitalize here. Um, bench production was down. I got to admit, uh, you know, we're really lucky to escape this one. We really are. Uh, everybody shot like crap for the most part. I mean, even Mooney was 5 of 12. Fluger, I mean, Fluger, have yourself a day, young man. 4 for 4 from 3, 18 points. I mean, l- forgive me for my previous statement of everybody playing like crap, but you know what? This is what good a good team will do. We talked about, uh, what was it, yesterday? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday, about what bad teams do. North Carolina is a bad team right now. They found a way to lose to Duke like six times in one game. Good teams find a way to win somehow. They find a way to get it done. And that's what we did. Gibbs, okay day. Hub struggled mightily. The bench struggled mightily. I mean, what did we get out of our bench? From three, they were 0 of 7. They were 2 of 13 off the bench. Jogu at least played. Got Hey, I'm telling you, that goes a long way being able to play eight guys. Even that four minutes, that goes a long way. But I mean, we got six bench points. But my point is, when stu- so when Hub struggle, bench struggle, who steps up? Rex Fluger. That's what good teams do. Mooney, not his best night, but you'll take that. Three threes. I mean, I don't want Mooney shooting eight times from three. That's not his game. But you'll take that. You'll take his 16, obviously, every day. 11 rebounds, led the game in rebounds. Not just on the team, led the game in rebounds. Um, you take all that. But good teams, a guy will step up. And that's what Rex Fluger did yesterday. Rex Fluger's been playing well. I mean, look at these last two games. Rex has had a really nice stretch, and I really hope this is sustainable. Yeah, well, not the last game. I apologize. Uh, Georgia Tech played really well against Georgia Tech. 13 points, gave us 18 yesterday. Did come back down to earth a little bit with only three against Pitt. But... And it was two or three against Wake Forest. That's that's good for Rex. You know, double digits in two of his last three games. I'll take that. We need that right now. We need contributions from everybody. If we could get Jogu to give us two points off the bench, Goodwin struggled. I mean, Lashevsky struggled. And that's my that's my worry for the future. 
um, you know, not to plan too far ahead because, I mean, God, we're in the middle of it now. I'm getting stoked for March Madness. But, and the opportunity for Notre Dame to potentially jump in there. But looking ahead to next year, losing Mooney, losing the scrappiness of Fluger. I mean, I know we get Carmody back, but we don't know what he is. Uh, Cormac from Stanford comes in. Uh, Leshevsky needs to step up. I mean, you're seeing flashes of what he could be and why he was recruited by pretty much everyone. But it's like, God, we need you to step up. We need to see more. I got to see more out of this guy. Dane Goodwin, same way. He He's shown more flashes, but I need more development. I need a lot more development out of this guy. And struggling against Clemson like this doesn't do us doesn't do hardly any favors. This does us nothing for optimism going into the future. Because hey, have we reeled off four nice wins? Absolutely. And I think that the Pitt win might have been our best win in this four game stretch. Uh, Pitt's solid, and we controlled that game from gun to gun. Looked great. They, I never felt like Pitt was going to be in that game, but we have a significant step up in competition tomorrow significant step up in competition. Tip-off uh, is at 9 p.m. tomorrow night. And, I mean, the defending champs coming to town. I know that it's not, you know, not a lot of the same guys are on this team. This obviously isn't as good of a team. This team's lost three three straight, uh, had a bad three-game run, losing to BC, Syracuse, Florida State. You know, this is not the champs of last year. They're just coming off of a loss against Louisville, seven-point loss on Saturday. Uh, they had a close win over Clemson. You know the defense is still there. That's Tony Bennett's game. I mean, if he can beat you thirty-three thirty in basketball, he's absolutely going to. A la Central Catholic League basketball. And if anybody's listening to that and getting that joke, then we we're probably best friends. Uh, Dikite, I mean, he's a beast in there. We have to out physical this team. We have to play well on the perimeter. And I'm sorry, we don't win this game tomorrow if Hub plays like he he has been. He has to shoot much better. It's got to happen. We must have more production out of the point guard position. And, and if we don't, we're going to struggle. Um, they will hold us down. We have to shoot efficiently. And we have to be able to out-rebound this team to stand any chance. So when we come back, we'll have Mr. Hissom on the line. Uh, probably no show tomorrow, so I apologize. No Virginia preview. Obviously, you'll get your Duke preview on Friday. Um, and then, of course, we'll be back on Wednesday for the plan for the week here. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, give a shout out to our sponsors and come back with Mr. Hissom and we will talk some Irish recruits right after this. All right, guys, back at it. Locked on Irish. Got Mr. Mark Hissom in the house. My favorite co-host and yours. What's up, man? Not much, man. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad. Not too bad. So I'm going to talk a little bit of Irish recruits. Talk about the defensive side of the ball. Uh, looking at these defensive guys coming in, anybody that stands out to you as being an automatic impact player right away? Man, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, I like some of these guys, but I don't know about impact right away. Yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. I think I think we got a lot of guys that uh, have great potential, and the development of them is going to be incredibly important. But as far as like freshman impact, I'm like I'm really digging here, and I'm like I don't know if any of these guys are that. Yeah, maybe Ramon Henderson. He might see some playing time, but other than that, I, I don't see it. The one thing I will say is, and you're, yeah, you're exactly right, is Henderson. Is somebody's going to have to step up at cornerback because we ain't got nobody. I mean, oh, no. the depth chart is so thin. I mean, Bracey, his stock is obviously on its way up. 
um, which that's great. We'll take that. But you're just you, I look at the depth chart and I'm like I don't see where any of these guys hop up other than the corners because we have I mean other than and because of that they have to I mean you look at Sean Crawford's going to be back but how long is he going to hold together Tyreek Bracy stop oh he's I told you man he's brand new now he's he's a brand new model <laughs> yeah I mean there's nothing left to break right I am exactly I am interested to see Isaiah Rutherford at corner I think he might actually take over and be kind of be the star out there. That guy was really highly recruited. Uh, he'll be a sophomore this year, but so ultimately a young guy is going to have to step up. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And I'm also intrigued. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry, go ahead. Man. No, 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 go ahead, man. Finish that one. I mean, unfortunately our, we just haven't recruited very well in the cornerback position. Yeah. I mean, we got some nice guys and some guys trending up, but we don't have like this five star, like, you know, uh, you know the five-star corners that like LSU and Bama are getting, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, just even the de- just even depth. Yeah, exactly. Just to add, to the, I mean, we got depth guys now, but we don't have. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Julian Love. You know, he goes down, and all of a sudden things have gone awry in that playoff game, and that's that's really frustrating. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, it's, terrible. It's insanely frustrating when stuff like that happens. Uh, when you know that you're talented, you know you're hanging with them, at least with your ones, and then it's like, oh, well, one guy goes down, and, and that's it. Yeah. But I'm really intrigued. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we're, we're through those days. I mean, I, it's going to be thin outside, mm-hmm. but, I mean, for the most part, we we're, we have some good depth across the across the board. Yeah, I'm in, I'm really intrigued by the kid out of Hawaii, and we've recruited Hawaii pretty well. Jordan uh, Botello, he's listed. Yeah, yeah as, that's my that's my guy. Yeah, listed inside linebacker, but possibly going to play some uh, outside linebacker, stand up defensive end. Um, and he looks yeah, like he's ready. He's to pretty play. fast, actually. Yeah, I know he does. He does. Um, of course, you know it's uh, he's got the size for sure. I don't know about outside, but inside, he's definitely got the size, um, and he moves well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going through some of these like 2020 cornerbacks and I'm like, man, we, we just didn't, we didn't get anybody at, at corner, you know, yeah. like a, like a Keely Ringo went to Georgia. I mean, none of these guys, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know where our recruiting's at as far as the cornerback position. It's so frustrating to see when you know, these elite guys are out there and it's not a knock on the guys that we got and you hope they develop well, but it's like, why can't we attract somebody like that? Why can't we attract an Elias Ricks from IMG Academy or uh, Dante Manning that went to Oregon? You know, you're looking at these guys and like, you know, none of our guys are even in the top 50 of cornerbacks. Well, I take that no, back. 247's got Caleb Offord as number 35. But still, that's pretty far down there. That's pretty yeah. far down there. And then we just lost that Bartleson kid for the arrest. That's crazy. Right. Well, this um, the guy Ramon Henderson. Though, I mean, he's. I mean, they're talking about playing him out there. I think. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, he's a good athlete. That guy, he could probably play anywhere. Now, this class yeah. also includes the big kid from Germany. What are your prospects on him? I think he's gonna. I think it's gonna take a while. Yeah, I think it's gonna take a while too. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, it's you see this all the time. It seems like you know, like every other year, there's some giant guy from somewhere. Yeah, that just doesn't pan out. You know, so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully in the system it works. You yeah. know, hopefully they get him, get him going. He can, uh, I think he can definitely be a package guy. Well, you know, with the new red shirt rules, we'll see him. I mean, but six seven two thirty eight, he's got the measurables. They just got to figure out how to use it. And unfortunately, oh, man, he'll be six seven three hundred in two years. <laughs> no doubt. Get him on this American diet, and he'll be just fine. 
Uh, it's, you know, in the same breath as recruits, though, we do have Isaiah Pryor coming in. And, you know, that's just as good of a recruiting job as taking a kid out of high school. I mean, he had the choice to go anywhere, chose to come to Notre Dame. And as far as first-year impact, and not talking a high school player, I think first-year impact, Isaiah Pryor, will probably be that. Oh, yeah, for sure. He has to play. Yeah, he absolutely has to if he, play. If he doesn't play, we're in trouble. Yeah, you're exactly right because he's coming in – and either one, I just, I don't see this scenario. I, I see one of these scenarios playing out and I don't think it's the latter one is he comes in and he just takes over and he's the guy because he's just that much better or somebody beats him out and he wasn't all that good. And if that's the case, then we're in trouble. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we need, we need somebody back there that's going to buy us another year. Again, you know, I've been talking about this, you know, all season It's 2021 is 2022 football season yep. actually that that's the year that i'm looking forward to right now so i mean we we need him well and you look at year. that 2021 class and oh my gosh i've touched on it a few times and, and man just the the guys that have just committed already uh, is an incredible group you got blake fisher out of indiana tyler buckner Dion colsey uh, gabriel rubio this class is stacked yeah and then you look at the guys that they're already going after. I mean, the sky's the limit for that class. Yeah. Talking about the guys, you know, this year, that 2020, that Riley Mills, have you seen him play? I have not, no. So, I mean, he plays straight up and down, man. They're going to, he needs some work. Yeah. You know, they're, he, they're real high on this guy, but if you watch him play, it's like he's not going to make it. He, there's no way he's going to play for the next year, if two. And that's interesting that they had, because they had 247, they're pretty like, you know, they're pretty harsh on their grades. They gave him four stars. That's interesting that he plays that straight up. Then. Yeah, he's straight up and down. And he, I think he went to, uh, he went to Tommy Reese High School, I'm pretty sure, Lake Forest. Which yeah. is not the best of competition out in Illinois. So he, I'm sure he just dominated out there. He, I'm sure that's how he got away with playing that way. Yeah, he did. I mean, it was you just watch. You just watch one of his highlights. Yeah, we'll have we'll to. See. We'll have to do that. We might have in the off season or once we get basketball over in the spring game, might have to do a breakdown of each one of these guys and talk about their uh, their high school films a little bit. I did the offense on yesterday, I think it was, and I was talking about we. I mean, we got some players in this class that. I mean, we don't know what the wide receivers are. Uh, you know what we right. have coming back. Yes, we think we have this starting lineup and maybe these wide receivers coming in don't make a difference. But do you know the, the leading wide receiver coming back is Javon McKinley? I mean, I know yeah, I, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Braden Lindsay. Yes, that's great. We're pumped. He's the next rocket, whatever Lawrence keys. He's, you know, right. Going to be right there next to him. But as far as production, we don't have much coming back as far as proven production. Well, again, that's going to go back towards just our offense coordinator and play calling. Man, we didn't really, play you know call plays to what suits us i don't feel like we did last year oh absolutely so hopefully it'll be a little different that's why uh, this year that's why Braden lindsey didn't touch the ball as much until the end of the season right yeah hopefully it'll be different this year absolutely so let's get to break and we'll talk about a little bit of recruit uh a recruit that is a little dinged up all right, back at it again. Locked on Irish podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. So we got a little bad news today. Hissom, uh, Jay Brunell, freshman, early enrollee, going to be out for the spring. Uh, shoulder issue. You said it was a dislocation. Looks like. Yeah, 
Foster pretty children is what they're saying. Yeah, but it was, it says determined that surgery was uh, going to be the best course of action. That's unfortunate. I mean, it's got to be disappointing because otherwise I don't think he early enrolls if he knows he's going to be out for the spring anyway. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, again, he's probably in the best place, you know, to have do his rehab. Yeah, absolutely. Get your rehab in. And I, I don't think there's any downside to already being on campus. You can already be getting coached. You can be in the system. You can learn. I mean, he's going to have an easy transition into college life because I can't imagine that's an easy transition going to Notre Dame and, and trying to figure out life and everything in it. So I, I don't see this no. as 100% negative. He'll be on the sideline for the spring game, I'm sure, and listening to plays and seeing the process. And that, that kind of experience is completely just invaluable, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't really see him getting any playing time anyways this year so yeah i know i didn't either three-star guy he's bigger than i thought uh one website has him at six one another one has him at, has him at six two and they do have him at 200 pounds i know he he looks smaller than that but he, you know like i said balled out in massachusetts had over a thousand yards last year i mean i was watching one of his playoff games and they were putting like two and three guys on him and his team won the state and it was just like well no doubt because you committed your entire a defense to cover in this one guy. So, I mean, they obviously That's respected crazy, him there, but it's like, uh, how? what's the competition like? You know, what's the competition like in Massachusetts? I don't know. I don't think it's all that good. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, could not tell you from Shrewsboro, Massachusetts. Shrewsbury, Borough, something like that. Um, I mean, you, yeah, the guys coming in, I mean, who, who's going to see playing time? Jordan Johnson, maybe? Uh, I think I mean, he might be there. He might he might get a shot. Yeah, I absolutely think so. Uh, Jordan Johnson and then Xavier Watts is an interesting player because he he has all the measurables. He he looks good, you know, shorts and t shirt good. But everybody wanted this kid, and he's only rating a three star. We we outbid or outbid. We out uh that's like Birchfield saying recruiting. Uh, we uh we snuck him out of Nebraska out from Scott Frost, and uh, I think he could contribute. I mean, you know, time will tell. I mean, is that is that really a big accolade beating Scott Frost at this point? Well, I mean, he growing up in Nebraska and hearing all that and, and knowing the buzz around that program right now, I think it is. Um, just showing that Kelly can go into somewhere like that with the buzz around Scott Frost, I think that's it's a small victory, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, every now and then I find one of those. <laughs> but uh, as far as our wide receivers, you know, we just talked about that a little bit ago. And the Jay Brunel, I mean, it's so hard to tell. I mean, we lose Claypool, we lose Kmet, we lose Fink. It goes clear down to McKinley. We don't even know for sure if he's coming back. And then you got Lindsey with 254 yards receiving, and that's it. So somebody's bound to step up at some point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kmet's a great player, but I mean, how many catches did he have last year? Ten? Uh... Kmet had 43 catches last year. No, I, I know. I'm just, just oh. saying. We didn't, get, we, didn't, we didn't throw the ball to him a Hell lot. no. No, we, we found something against Georgia. 100% found something. Yeah. And then it was like we just stopped doing it. Just completely yeah. stopped doing it. Uh, you know, in that game against Michigan, in the rain, I mean, that was that was the perfect time to be using him like, the way we were supposed to. I mean, you watch games with me. So I mean, I'm all, you. How many times is I'm yelling about the middle of the field? Yeah, and commit. So, hopefully, those days are long, long gone. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got Kevin Austin. Everybody's super high on him. I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm. My point is, the reason I'm bringing all this back up because I think I talked about it yesterday is just I don't know 
I don't know if Jay Brunel would have played or not because, yes, we're excited about Keys and Lindsey and we're excited about uh, um, Austin, but, I mean, it's not that proven. And now got, teams are going to start scheming against Lindsey. So, oh, yeah, for sure. And the schedule's going to ramp up a little bit. It's not going to be BC and Duke every week. Uh, next year um, looks pretty easy. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. After I said it, I stopped myself. I was like, yeah, Arkansas. (laughs) The Wake Forest game scares me a little bit because they got a lot coming back, but I've made the point before where they're just not deep. They have a lot of frontline guys, but when depth starts to take over, we should run away with that one. Wisconsin lost three guys that were tremendous impact players on their team, so that they're going to struggle. I I think Wisconsin has a down year next year. Yeah, I agree. So – the last thing I want to get to here is uh, looking for a new cornerbacks uh, coach, defensive backs coach, or as listed here, defensive assistant opening. Uh, Robert Steeples. Literally know nothing about this guy. Sounds like he is a high school coach out in St. Louis. Uh, Brian Driscoll talked about him uh, being a pretty, you know, solid coach. Um, maybe, you know, really impressing some of these big time schools. Uh, what do you think it takes to be successful as a position coach? You used to be a position coach. What makes a position coach successful? In college? Recruiting. Yes, I don't disagree one bit. I mean, obviously you gotta know your stuff. Um, but I mean, you're you know, you're you're on a short leash. So that's you know, just developing the the athlete, the student, probably the student athlete, and then um recruiting for sure. I mean, we need to find somebody in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. We need somebody. We need somebody down there. Uh, Steeples. Play- yeah, I don't know anything about this guy either. <clears throat> so he was, he is at Desmet Jesuit High School, currently the head coach there. Played at Memphis. Spent looks like what three years, better part of three years in the NFL. He was uh, went undrafted. Was practice squad for the Rams. Uh, then played for the Vikings. Looks like practice squad. Pl- actually got in two games. Practice squad for the Chiefs. Practice squad for the Cowboys. So, did, did we already hire? Did, have we hired him? No, 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 no. This is just because oh, okay. this, this is the. La- I think this is the last spot on the staff to be um, to be filled. Um, you know, I mean, that's tough, man. Taking a guy like this who clearly he's just getting his feet wet in coaching to you know you almost think a guy goes from high school to position coach at like Akron before he goes to position coach at Notre Dame. Yeah, you would think so. But, I mean, if everyone's high on him, he must have something. Yeah. And but then again, everyone's high on Jerry Faust, too. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he took over, let's see, program. he took over a program that's going 2-18, and 18, and by his fourth, fourth season, he took him to a state championship. So 2-18 and 18 in two years, and then a state championship four years later. That's not bad. I mean, clearly knows his stuff. No. They were giving up 50. Yeah, I mean. But it's high school. I Again, mean, it's we, we, come down. It's, yeah, it's high school, though. Man, I struggle with that big time because we've seen this. I mean, this is what we do. And, yeah, I'm sure this is a much bigger high school and a much bigger level, but we've seen those, too. And there's some not-so-good head coaches. I mean, there's some guys I wouldn't trust with my positions as a in, in college. It's just tough. I, I feel like we're almost too close to the situation. <laughs> Yeah, I agree too. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, you get, it's got to be someone that he's got, maybe he's great with the kids. I mean, he's got to go out and recruit. And well, that might be the biggest thing. That at 30 years old, 
you know, and he's been into the league. He can speak to that. He's played for a, uh, you know, Memphis. It's not a Power Five school, but it's Division One A. I mean, you know, all the things that he can talk about and relate to the Twitter generation of kids and things like that. I think that can go a long way. Yeah, I do too. Because I, 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 mean, I can't see him pulling him in just for this head coaching experience. I mean, that's makes no sense. So it's got there's got to be something. We just we have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, Brian even says it'd be kind of a risk considering his lack of coaching experience, but thinks he can run the defense with him, uh, Clark Lee. Anyway, I'll tell you what's got me concerned right now. Speaking of coaching and Clark Lee, it just hit me. You know, I just last point on this guy, and I'll jump to Clark Lee is. I, I kind of like this. I, I, I'm with you. A position coach in college, you've got to be able to recruit. And, you know, for a position, I wouldn't mind seeing this guy hop in as a defensive assistant. I'm good with it. But uh, Clark Lee, what scares me is, uh, you know, Fickle turned down that Michigan State job. And I'm afraid they're yeah. going to come after Clark Lee. Yeah. Well, yeah I, who knows? And especially this this late, that, it's all bad timing all the way around. I mean, D'Antonio left the day before signing day. That sucks forever. I mean, it sucks for Michigan State. Like, uh, what a mess. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that one, man. I don't see it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, well, they're going to have to figure something out because I don't think Narduzzi's going there. And Fick, and what's that say about the Michigan State job that Fickle, you're at a non-Power 5 school Cincinnati of all places and you turn down a Big 10 job albeit Michigan State like that's that's not saying much about the job in East Lansing Yeah but I mean that's yeah, Fickles idiot <laughs> You know how I feel about it yeah. about that guy I don't like him yeah. Never did. Really? I don't mind Fickle. Yeah, I just, he's, he's that type of guy to be like, ah, oh, it's Michigan. I don't care if it's Michigan State or not. I'm not going. No, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, that's I never thought about it that way. Fickle doesn't bother me too much, even though he's a DeSales guy. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he went to DeSales. He's, he was an amazing wrestler for him, actually. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I, I did hear something about his wrestling background, yes. Yeah, yeah, he was a tremendous wrestler at DeSales and obviously a really good football player, too, so... Yeah, maybe that's a reason not to like him. He's a sales guy, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know. We, we yeah, watched those guys play this past year, and they're picked. Uh, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on that one. We'll talk another day. <laughs> All right, man. We'll wrap this one up. Make sure you're following us out there at Locked On Irish on Facebook, on Twitter. Spotify, all the right places. Where else are we? iHeartRadio, iTunes, the big one. So until Wednesday, go Irish.